You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sponsored by MortgagesToGo.ca. Always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit MortgagesToGo.ca. Uh, we'll wrap up the week with our lock of the day. And some plays of the week, too. We're also taking your text messages at 960-960, name and location. We'll have some fun to wrap up the week coming up in the 830 segment of the program. The day you turn legal. My nephew turns legal tonight at midnight. He's ready to get after it immediately. Tell us the story of the day you turned legal. 960-960, name and location. Some of these are really good already. Some of them involve smokes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a strip club, drinking, uh, the day you turn legal, 960, 960, name and location. That that laugh is only belonging to one man, the solution snake, the cobra, big show flames <laughs> analyst, Mr. Brent Cron. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. You know, the, the day I turned legal, it wasn't exciting anymore. Do you, do you want to share that story no, later on? No, no, but you know, you just, you find your fun, right? I started at about 16, 15, 16 years old, like a good bunch of buddies and going okay. to bars and Stuff like that was, was not the first time. What was the ID policy in Winkler, Manitoba? <laughs> well, it's a dry town, so there was no bar. So we had what? to go. We had to go to the city, or to the town seven minutes over, and uh, and uh, grab whatever you needed. Oh, okay. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, look at me now, Winkler, Manitoba. Uh, do you want to read your sponsorship read, or do you want me to do it? You know, I was I wanted to read that. I thought you already read it. But you you didn't. No, I no, you introduced me for all kind door services, but you didn't do the read. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Uh, GVP immediately reading music for Brent Crock. Mm. Good. <sighs> oh, 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 Brent Cron is brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your go-to service company for the last thirty-five years, offering twenty-four hour emergency service for all your door repair needs, anything that swings, slides, or rolls. Call 403-266-1411. I think babies were just made. Yes. Wow. Listening to that. Hmm. I had a hiccup Great there. Great job. I had, I had a little bit of a chuckle. I had to contain myself and get back on the rails. Mm-hmm. You are a professional. I am a that professional. That is Brent Cron, yep. uh, courtesy of All Kind Door Services. Um, if you were to give a grade to Dustin Wolf's performance last night in that 6-3 loss to the Sharks... What grade would it be, Brent Cron? A D plus. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, and it's what I mean. It was just the, the the nature of the game yesterday. Uh, the first period when I was watching on my couch, I uh, I thought, hey, you know what? They didn't come out as flat as I thought. It wasn't a very entertaining first period, but they didn't give the Sharks a whole bunch of opportunity. And the saves that that Wolf did make, he made them with authority and confidence. And I was like, oh, hey, you know that glove save he made? I it was from distance, but he caught it right out of the air and carried on and controlled his. His rebounds, and I was like, this is a good first period for the Flames, just because we've talked about them coming off road trip, coming off them playing big, um, you know, obviously higher in the standings teams, easy, easier games to get up for. A sleepy Thursday against the Sharks is always a, a tough one. So I thought maybe right off the bat the, the Flames would be behind it, but they got out to a, a one nothing lead, and I thought they were going to build on it in the second period, and they certainly did not. Um, it was actually quite remarkable, uh, the first... 20 minutes wasn't fantastic hockey on either side, 
But, you know, San Jose played Winnipeg the night before. Their goalie, uh, I can't remember what his name is. Capo Kakinen. Thank you. Yes, Capo Kakinen played one hell of a game and they lost to the Jets one nothing, And they get in and, you know, that this is a team I'm sure that they probably talked about uh, in the dressing room too. you got to get on them early. They're tired. They're not winning a bunch. You know, hockey's not a ton of fun in San Jose right now. So you make it hard on them, get a lead and, and keep the lead and beat them down. And they got the lead out of the first period. And then that second period, that the... Uh, that atrocious giveaway by Hannafin was uh, was was I actually had to have a laugh because um, <laughs> that was just so egregious and so nonchalant and so lazy and, <laughs> and I was just like wow that's that's crazy and you know uh, even on that goal too um, you know they were they were able San Jose was able to kind of move the puck around right to left skate across the ice and and then go back the other way and and Wolf you could see you know how quickly he moves in the net like he 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 can fly in there right and his mm-hmm. feet are so wide apart and i know that you know your edges have to be really good but if my feet are that wide apart i couldn't move i couldn't push i was basically locked on the ice and i i'd imagine he's probably half my weight today but probably a, 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 a three quarters of my weight back then when i played right mm. and, um wow uh, yeah maybe i was well you know ballooned too, up hey yeah just a tad, sorry just a tad go ahead i'm yeah i'm a big boned individual mm. Well, you're not Keith Kachuk, but anyway. <laughs> I could be. Um, <laughs> but uh, but as you as you watch him on that first goal, you know, he, he ended up falling backwards. and Caught an edge. Well, that's what Kelly Rudy said. That's what he said in the yeah, postgame, too. Well, he caught an edge because he bit on the shot. You know, when he comes across the ice, uh, we're watching the highlight here right now, He he, you can see him, he kind of does that little yeah. shoulder drop. Yeah. And then it freezes Wolf, and then he's still skating, and then he tries to get back going again, and he lost his balance. Yes, he caught an edge, but he also bit on that shot real quick, and usually if you end up falling mm. backward, it's because you've given up uh, your position in the ice usually. You've kind of bit on something, and then you're trying to recover from it. I don't think that was an edge at all because he was on the heels of a skate too. So he was just caught in an all kind of bad way, and they were able to go left to right so many times that it's hard to track. That's not a goal on Wolf, but just seeing him... Move like that. I've been there too. Like, whoa, it's going the other way, and then your weight's on your heel, and then you just kind of end up tipping back, and your 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 weight's all loaded on the wrong side, and you just have to end up right on your right on your behind. Mm, and uh, if right. you make that save, it's like, wow, what a desperation save! But nine point nine nine times out of ten, that's in the back of your net. And yeah, then I, the- I, I, I was waiting for you to to ask you on that specific play because again, Kelly talked about the edge, but generally at, at the NHL level, we don't see a lot of that. No, like, you don't see goalies that in that instance lose quote-unquote an edge well that but San Jose also had a ton of time like they they were flames were in chase mode then too right so everything is just full-on scramble and and Wolf trying to keep up and that that play was too easy for San Jose through and through they had time there was two D back but they were scrambling and then for them just to kind of go right to left and then back right again it's like you're just you know when you're when you're new to the league and and you know it's a it's a big game you know nobody I didn't expect Wolf to start Mm -hmm. I didn't and then for him to get in there against a team, that's not very good. His hometown team. His hometown team. He's played against them before. He's won, right? His first game last year, I think they beat him 2-1 or 3-1. Like, he was solid. But, uh, yeah, to, so it's tied 1-1 now. And then what did the Flames go back and do? They cough another one right up the pipe, right? And um, and that one goes in. And then the third one. Even I, less of a chance on the second oh, one. Oh, man, no chance on the second <laughs> one, right? Like, that's just that's how you're going to get yourself into the game, essentially, right? Yeah. <laughs> So then you get the third one there, and that was a weird one. I tried to look at so many angles there. And Tanev knocks it home. Yeah, you know, that's just, that's the way she goes. So now you're down 3-1. And then it's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the second period, and you're like, ooh, man. I thought he was tracking the puck well. You know, it's so funny. It's my, 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 my kids, too, were like, wow, like, you know, 
that goalie's really small. We watch him play the Wranglers, right? And that's the knock that he's going to face his whole career. It doesn't matter how well he plays. There's always going to be some, well, every time the goal goes in, well, if he was just taller, you know? And you, you can't say that because that's you, you can't change his height. Um, he's a battler. He's a competitor. And, and these are learning. It's good for him to have a hurdle to jump over. Not saying things haven't been difficult for him, but he's been on top in every league he's played in here the last four years, right? He's been the best goalie. And, and in some instances, the most valuable player in the league, mm-hmm. right? And, and everybody's pumping his tires. Like, he's an NHL goalie. He's ready to go. Get him in there. Trade Markstrom. Trade Vladar. And, and I'm on that train, too, because there's only so much he can do in the American Hockey League. I understand. But, but to think mm-hmm. that he's going to come into the NHL and do what he's done in the Western League and do what he's done in the American Hockey League, I think that's a bit of a stretch. You know, that jump to the National Hockey League, I found out very quickly that it was uh, – it was a lot tougher than I thought. You know, when I, I didn't get my chance till I was 26, but just the way even teams that aren't that great snap it around and, and the way the guys are in the positions they're supposed to be and the deception and the, just the flow of the game and, and, and the traffic and the size of the people, right? I mean, and, and then you kind of get into the, that fourth goal where, I mean, no, they're not even going to try. and He couldn't even recreate that if he wanted to. It went over his head. And the then, rainbow? Yeah, like, come on. Remember Steve Eisman way back in the 90s where he faked that slap shot and then like flipped it over John Casey's head and net in St. Louis and it just rolled in because Casey was out <laughs> cutting the angle yep. down so far. Right. And then uh, that, uh, remind me here, that uh, that fifth goal. I'm trying to think there were so many of them yesterday. I'm thinking about the sixth one. The, right. uh, the Anderson play I wanted to ask you about. Oh, yeah. I was so mad. I saw that. That What a sellout play that was. My God. I it's it's You're down 4-1. You stick your stick in the way and you turn your body on a rookie goaltender in net. Like, I love Anderson. I think he's awesome, phenomenal. But I saw that play and I'm like, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? And then it gets followed up with a Coleman chip from like 10 feet off the boards. Like, can they not read that? Like, you could just tell the last 40 minutes of that game, they were not in it at all. Like, everybody, just soft plays, easy plays. I did, however, like that uh, backland goal with... Manjapani just slowly coming into the crease and then running over, not running over, but landing on Blackwood. And as the goal went in, you could see him lean over like, hey, Mackenzie, are you doing okay back there? I'm yeah. sorry about that, man. You're you fine, know? right? <laughs> yeah. You're healthy? You know? Yeah. But Nothing, that, nothing's hurt? I n- can celebrate properly? We're good now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was. by the way, it was your defenseman that pushed me in, just yeah. so you know. I want to let you know that. It was yeah. not my fault. Little boy, Kalen Addison. <laughs> but, Former um, Lethbridge Hurricane. Yeah. Right. How about it? Um, a couple things I wanted to ask you about about Dustin Wolf. Uh, number one, you talk about his size. Is it because the discrepancy between him and Markstrom is so great that he just looks smaller than that? But I've just looked it up. Um, Dustin Wolf is three centimeters taller than UC Soros, for honor. Really? Yep. What is, what's the weight difference between the two? Do you have that? Uh, I can I look it Soros up. I think Soros is a pretty, pretty sturdy... Uh, he's Wolfie's uh, built like a fire hydrant. Yeah, I, mm. I I wonder if he's 175 pounds. That would surprise me a tad. Are you saying they lie sometimes about those? <laughs> yes, I do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The same way we lie about our weight being yeah. less than what it's it like, is. It's like you're terribly. Yeah, UC Soros is five pounds heavier allegedly. <laughs> you yeah allegedly. Mm. You know, it's like your Tinder profile. I'm six foot five, two thirty seven of just pure steel. And then you yeah. meet George Costanza in a bar yeah. somewhere, right? 
<laughs> I thought you had hair. The other thing here is that you, it changes a lot over the course of the year. Like, that's when they show up to camp. I know. And then they have to go through the yeah. season of eating on the road and playing and doing all that stuff. Like, yeah. I'm sure that your body changes a lot throughout the course of the year, too. For sure. But 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 is that, for fans who just watch the Flames like me, um, is that why it's so shocking when you see Wolf and Nett compared to Markstrom? Is that why you no. think he's small? Because he's just Markstrom, such a giant human? Markstrom's giant. We take that for granted. But what makes him really small is when you look at him on the ice with the other players, his own teammates, when Tanev skates by him. With even Majapani skates by him, and he looks like, oh, Majapani can't be, you know, three foot five, right? And then you sit there, and it's, it's, you see, you see the traffic in front of the net, and he's, and he can't look over. He's looking around, and you see his legs really wide apart, and his head down low, and he's trying to look through guys and under guys and around guys. And Markstrom can has the luxury to just be able to poke his head out of his little burrow over there and have a look over everybody's shoulder, and then go back <laughs> down, right? Like it's, it, it's. There's a difference, and, and but. You know what? Wolf has played at this size his whole life, right? Mm. So he's right. He, he knows what he's doing with that. Markstrom has been a big guy, so that there's differences in, in 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 play. And just because he's small doesn't mean he can't do it. But it is a, it, you do notice a huge difference just on the ice mm-hmm. during the game when he's battling for space. When he's that, uh, yeah, like even that Anderson goal too. I mean, he's at the top of his crease, but there's a lot of space over his shoulder, right? And then uh, that six goal there too, coming in short side, right handed shot. A lot of, there's a lot of space over his shoulder. So, you know, that's something that uh, those NHL shooters, you know, the the, yeah. the, win, the hole gets smaller for what they can hit, right? The American League, you know, there's a handful of guys that can just put it in, stick handle a phone booth and put a goal in where there's no space. Pretty much everybody at the NHL level, especially the top three lines, can um, can make you pay and, you, and, and mistakes cost you big time. What are the differences you saw just between <laughs> Wolf's play yesterday and when you've seen him play well at the American Hockey League level, well, American Hockey, he's comfortable there too, mm-hmm. right? Like he, 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 there's no panic in his game. He lets in a, a, a bad goal or what he thinks is a bad goal. He doesn't really show emotion. You know, he's just kind of calm and he's in the right spot at the right time. His reads are excellent, but the play is faster up top, right? And and there's a bit of pressure on him. You mm-hmm. know, like American League, yeah, you know, he can go out and play ten bad games, and everybody's like, well, you know, Wolf's the best player in the league. He's just you know fighting it right now. He'll get it back. But he hasn't proven himself at the National Hockey League level, and he hasn't had, really had a giant opportunity to either because of the way things have been in the, in the crease for the Flames. So every opportunity he gets in, I'm sure he's thinking, like, you know, I got I to gotta go out there, and I got to play, and I got to play well, and I got to prepare. Like, nothing changes as far as preparation goes, but just getting those NHL reps in, you know, against NHL shooters, even, you know, I was happy to see him play the puck really well early on too. Like, he mm-hmm. got out, played the puck, made passes. They were on the tape a lot of times, new goalies. Or, or rookie goalies, when they come in, they're out playing the puck. There's not a lot of chemistry or consistency with, with the D-men. And a lot of times, passes are off the tape or just rimmed around because they're in a bit of a state of stress all the time because mm-hmm. they don't want to make mistakes. And I thought he came out early and just played like he'd been there before. And, you know, unfortunately, the Flames laid an egg for the last 40 minutes. And, and that's kind of where you, uh, you, 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 you miss Markstrom, the fact that the Flames can lay an egg most games or, you know, first, first period against the Rangers and Markstrom makes two spectacular saves and it's masked and their game's closer than what it should be. Well, this is his first start since, you know, December the 12th as well. And I just look back at some of the games he's played this year and, like, he obviously wants to have success. He wants to put forth a good performance. But, 
You have the turnovers in this one. The first game he played of the season was that debacle in Ottawa after they were on that Eastern Conference road trip that had the stop in Toronto with the Zadorov thing as well. And they were awful in Ottawa. Hung him out to dry there. He lost that game. I just wonder about the games he's played in and how the team has played in front of him and how that might affect him. Well, you, you try not to think about it, but we go back to when Kippersoff was here. Who could really back him up, right? Every time that there, he yeah. wasn't in the net, it was an absolute disaster. And it wasn't the goaltender's fault a lot of the no, time. No, and they've had and they had like Curtis Joseph coming in and Ben Brian Boucher coming in, and they had Curtis McElhinney, and they had Keatley, and they had Toscala, and they had guys that guys had, with pedigree. Yes, and and you come in, and it's like the the team just completely changes because all of a sudden now they they know they can make mistakes with Markstrom, even though they don't want to, but he's going to make that save, and you take that for granted sometimes, and then you you want you especially the, the guys are rooting for Wolf too. You know they want him to do well. They maybe have to think uh, a bit more than they normally do just because it's a rookie goalie and it's it, it can be very tough. Uh, and so there's no chemistry there. There's there's no camaraderie. There's no there's no length. You know, you, you don't know each other's tendencies, right? And then with with Wolf um, and the way he plays too, it's it's different. Like Markstrom's big, he's aggressive, he's but he's been really quiet and, and, and smooth this season. And, and that's what Wolf is, but there's just a difference in stature and and uh, yeah, it's it, the, the team definitely plays different. They can't give up those those weak, those hope plays, those lazy plays, those oh, I've I've you know I'm passing off a problem to somebody else. Let me just get it off my stick. Um, they can take those gambles with Markstrom the way he's playing right now. They couldn't take those gambles last year. It cost them cost them hockey games. This year they make those same gambles. Markstrom's there to make the save. Things are different. Uh, I want to, uh, that is the voice of the Big Show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, courtesy of All Kind Door Services. Wanted to get down to the real nuts and bolts about goaltending. Wanted to get your opinion. You know, just like uh, <laughs> you're seeing all the numbers. It's like, it's like the meme in uh, The Hangover mm-hmm. uh, when he starts playing blackjack. Um, Zach Galifianakis when he starts playing blackjack. I want to get the nuts and bolts. Every, we keep seeing size on the text line about Dustin Wolf. What can he do to make himself look better to shooters? Because, again, we have the point that he's crouching really low, obviously more net to shoot at. How does he make himself look bigger to a shootout, Mr. Croft? Patience. Little guys, I played with a handful of small goalies, and their biggest attribute is patience. They're able to stay on their feet longer, not because they want to, but because they have to. And, and that's about all you can really do. I mean, yeah, hands forward, hands in front of you, cutting that trajectory down for the puck, sure. Um, but you, you do notice when he does crouch and he gets low, and he does that quite a bit, and we saw it quite a bit last, last night or when you watch him in a Wranglers game, he likes to get low. His feet get wide, his shoulders get really low to the ice, and there's a lot of room upstairs. And as fans, we can sit there, look at all that room upstairs, and that's not necessarily what the shooters see, right? When we look at it, it's like, oh, there's so much more room, but the, sh- the, but the puck's on the ice right in front of him. Like I, the, 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 the angle is different. But the only thing he can do is just be patient, right? Wait, outweight shooters. And that's the tough part at this level where the, it's the National Hockey League, for crying out loud. These guys are unbelievable. And so if he can have patience at this level, because he's had patience in the Western League, he's had patience in the American League, he's dominated both leagues. Now he's got to be able to have patience, stay on his feet longer, not chase as much. And, and he's got he's to cover more ground. Same story, the same amount of ground with a uh, with a smaller frame than Markstrom does too. So when Markstrom is going left to right, it looks like just a standard push, like it's not a big deal. Markstrom's got long legs. We don't really realize it until you see Wolf in there, where everything it's it's a much bigger reach for him. So his crease management, the way he's moving in net, 
it he has to be one step ahead of the play more often than not. You're you're gonna see him, you're gonna see him gamble on a few plays too. Like I played with Marty Turco, and Marty Turco's not a big guy, and I mean he was he he challenged a lot. He he tried to read, get ahead of the play a lot. He cheated a handful of times too, especially when he wasn't on his game. But he knew there were holes in his in his game just strictly for size. You can't work on that. But it, it's patience, and patience is a hard thing. A hard thing, especially when you're struggling to outweigh somebody, to have the confidence in yourself to stay on your feet longer, to read that play, to see where it's going. Big guys have the luxury where it's like, well, I'm just, I'm big. I'm just going to go down. It's going to hit me in the shoulder. And there's nothing you can do about that. So, so for him to look bigger, it's just, it's all it is is patience. Uh, that is the voice of Mr. Brent Crom, brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your go-to service company for the last 35 years, offering 24-hour emergency service for all your door repair needs, anything that swings, slides, or rolls. Call 403-266-1411. Straight ahead, um, there's something I want to ask both of you about this whole Jacob Marstrom trade speculation. Uh, we'll do that at the bottom of the hour. We're also taking your text messages, 960, 960, name and location. My nephew turns legal age tonight at midnight. He's jacked up. He wants to go to the casino immediately. <laughs> what What did you do when you turned legal age right away? 960, 960, name and location. We want to have some fun stories after that stinker 6-3 by the Flames last night to the Sharks as we head into a long weekend. We'll do our lock of the day, and we'll do plays of the week. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose and Cron and Patrick and GVP <laughs> Sportsnet 960 the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio it's the big show Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960 the fan powered by mortgages to go.ca always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004 visit mortgages to go.ca the chronolist big show flames analyst Mr. Brent Cron still in studio we'll do our locks of the day We'll do our plays of the week. And we're also taking your text messages at 960-960, name and location. My nephew turns legal age tonight at midnight. He wants to hit the casino right away. He wants to hit the chino. We're asking you. We want some story time. What did you do when you turned legal age? There's some interesting text messages, including Tyler from Lethbridge, who had a really nice text message I think we're going to have to play. Oh, yeah. But we'll have to bleep some of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely bleep some of it. Um, Brent Cron in studio. Do you want me to do your read or do you want to do it? I got it. Okay. You probably shouldn't even have to ask that question anymore, right? All right. <laughs> Brent Cron is brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your go-to service company for the last 35 years, offering 24-hour emergency service for all your door repair needs. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call 403-266-14. One one. That's very well done. Silky. Very well done. <laughs> I think you got a future in this business. I might. I could be the voiceover guy. Maybe I could be, maybe I could do movies. You know, like the next time Die Hard comes out, I can be like I can announce I that movie. I don't know if we're getting another Die Hard. <laughs> I don't think we're getting another Die Hard, to be honest with you. Bloodsport maybe. Uh yeah, okay, now you're talking. Like, the Kumite. New Roadhouse? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. That's a bad look. That new Revenge Roadhouse. of Chong Lee. The new yeah. Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. The Chong new... Lee. Re- Bloodsport 2. Chong Lee's Revenge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's 89 years old, but he's he's yeah. coming back with a vengeance. I break you like I break your friend. <laughs> yeah. The chest on that man, too, was massive. Remember no he... steroids whatsoever. None. Zero. 
deadly haircut. He was throwing sand in the guy's face. Frank Dukes. <laughs> yep. You know, and, yep. and old Frankie said, you know what, enough of this crap. My old lady's in the stands here, right? I'm going to watch this, and I'm going to take him down. And he did the whole, like, he did it blindfolded. He, eyes closed. He beat, he beat Chong Lee. He's, Chong Lee's yep. got a lot to make up for. <laughs> right. Uh, especially uh, that guy who had the monkey fighting stance and Chong Lee just killed him. <laughs> oh, man. Just like, he's hopping around there, and boom. Thanks. Right, yeah. up, right off Dead. the mat. <laughs> yeah. yep. See you later. Yep. <laughs> that was so good. And the American guy, right, just came in there. Jackson? All wrestling moves. And he's playing video games before he's about to fight, too. Yeah, karate champ. <laughs> yeah. Like, when you were a goaltender in the AHL, did you do chair splits? I couldn't. Like, like Jean-Claude Van Damme? I couldn't. I, I thought about it. I really did. One day I thought I would get there. But, uh, but alas, I know my limits, George. Chair splits seem pretty difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and just to sit there and hang out with your eyes closed, like just moving your arms a little bit with a sweaty, chiseled body, you know, that would be that'd be tough. You know what I love? That uh, Maddie, Patrick, and GVP have no idea what we're talking about right now. <laughs> I've been scrolling Twitter for like oh, four Oh, man, that's blood okay. one of the best. Anyway, yes. How about Jack uh, Hughes sport. yesterday, am I right? How come you coach him but not me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got fighting spirit. You are not a Tanaka. <laughs> you know what? But the funny part was is that kid they had playing Frank Dukes was already taller than, than Frank Dukes later on in the yeah, movie. Yeah, it's true. Right? Like that kid was a yeah. monster, and then Frank yeah. Dukes comes by. Hasn't aged, but is better looking now all of a sudden. How sweet was the teased hair as his love interest? <laughs> oh, all right, we got to move on. Yeah. <laughs> we got to move on. She had great hair. A lot of hairspray in that thing. Oh, man. Okay, um, this is what I wanted to ask you. Before we get to the text messages, or we talk about blood sport for the next 20 minutes. Um, this is what I want to ask you. Has Jacob Markstrom trade talk taken over Hannafin and Tanev trade talk? Not that it's newer, but I just feel like the significance of it supersedes the Hannafin and Tanev trade talk. Your thoughts, Brent Cron? <laughs> well, you just something new. It's just like, you know, we've been talking about if Hannafin's going to stay here since the end of last season. And that's been up and that's been a roller coaster. And Tanev, yeah, they'd like to get a first rounder for him. Rumor has it. And, you know, he's out there basically blocking shots with his face and his arm and his one tooth that he's got left in the front. And now it's now it's Markstrom's turn to take a round on the merry go merry go round, right? It's it is what it is. I, I have uh it's fun to talk about because he's playing so great and the flames need him and he he could command you know, great value, or so we think. But uh, taking a goalie at the deadline, too, is going to be a tad bit risky. And, you know, Markstrom's uh, found a sweet spot here this season with the Flames. And it's fun to talk about where he'd go. And the obvious ones, oh, New Jersey, you know, we had Scott Clemenson in the building last night. Oh, boy, oh boy what's happening now? What's going on, right? It's, but uh, such as, say la vie, such as life. You know, I don't get too caught up in it either. It's fun to talk about, but it's just, it's a new, it's a new face. It's a new name. Just you wait until the insiders get latched onto the guys with term. Oh, <laughs> Manjapani and Anderson. Yep. Oh, it'll, boy. it'll trickle down. Oh, or, yeah. Or, like, yeah. Everyone will get their turn. Yep. Right? Like, do you really think they're trading Anderson? I don't no. think there's a chance no. in hell. No. No. They're not. No. I don't know. Uh, Weeks no. just Why would you do that? Weeks yeah. just throwing stuff out there again. <laughs> like, there's no way. No. Like, he fits. Like, he. I get he's not. At the age of maybe where the Flames... He is young. I will say that. He's, he'll be 28 at the start of next year. I think he is in that role. Where you're going to need some some veteran defensemen here on this team. And he he's going to be that guy. Because who else is around there right now? You got Uyghur, of course. 
But after you get rid of Hannafin, after you get rid of Tanev, you're baking on a bunch of younger guys to try and fill roles. Like he he is just too important right now. I get it. He could probably get you a good sure a good haul. But uh, but I think he's in that age range of how Calgary wants to go about uh, filling this thing out here. Well, and, and having veteran D-men too, right? He's 28. Yeah. Like, that's a good age for... He's been around long enough. He's got his game figured out. You know, it, it, sometimes it takes D-men a bit longer to figure things out or get stable. And, the, and you know, Anderson's been a really good flame here for a while. Mm-hmm. And now he's just... He's settled into what he is. And, and he knows the culture here. And, and uh, he's, he's, he's a part of... He, he's counted on heavily. What is the culture heavily. here, Karan? <laughs> yeah. What, what well, is the culture th- It's here? changing. You know what I mean? He's come He's come up through, you know, Huskis ranks. The culture's been up and down for a long time here, right? <laughs> that was, uh, as soon as I said it, I'm like, damn it. I shouldn't have said that out loud. But uh, um, <laughs> that was that's supposed to stay between between my ears. Uh, and they're trying to rebuild it, sorry, is what I'm trying to say. And okay. I, th- I think Anderson is going to be a part of that. And I think Huska's done a good job so far in his first season. But once again, we've seen this organization go through a ton of coaches. And the first season of a new coach, the Flames usually do all right. And the second year, it's been with like this for eight years, where the second year is, hasn't been as great, and they missed the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, that that's definitely something that needs to be fixed. And a guy like Anderson is one of those guys that I think is is, is a part of that that fixing when they when they continue the rebuild here. Is the Markstrom trade talk just sexier, Matty? Is that why? Yeah, strictly. That's it. And... I don't even know if it's sexier because it's less likely than Hannafin and Tanev, and I would also argue that you're probably going to get more value from Noah Hannafin than than you would from Jacob Markstrom. So I I frankly just think that this is just the fresh and the new thing. It's the latest headline, and and that's why we're we're going there. This is just something that is kind of started as a tip of an iceberg, and and now the last couple of weeks it's it's increased, and and here we are. But yeah, to me it's just. This is just part of being a team where the Flames are right now. We've seen this in past years with other organizations. You go through a slump and every single player that you have gets put up for auction, essentially, over a three- or four-year span. It, it happens to all teams. Typically, they do a serious amount of winning before it happens, but for this team, that's where they are right now, and, and this is how it's going to be from now until... They start to kind of turn a corner, and I don't think we should expect anything differently. Um, we got about fifteen minutes to go in today's uh, program. Um, <laughs> mentioned this earlier. Uh, my nephew at midnight is turning legal age. He's super excited. He wants to go to the casino, maybe throw some dice, maybe hit, uh, maybe split some eights, split some aces. You know, Deuces. don't split tens because that's just a fool's errand. <laughs> but maybe double down on an 11, soft 18, wants to do all that stuff tonight at midnight. So we're asking you at 960-960, name and location, what did you do when you turned legal age? Maddie says he's got a story that isn't the sexiest story in the world. Maddie, what did you do when you turned legal age? Well, I happened to be on a school trip, so I didn't drink whatsoever. I actually was on a little bit of a marine biology trip, so Ooh. we went out to Vancouver. We stayed a night at the aquarium in Vancouver, and then we were on a sailboat, and we traveled around a handful of islands in Vancouver, and we saw some killer whales kill an elephant seal one day. Whoa. It was awesome, but I did not have a drop of liquor on my 18th birthday. Mm. I got home, and I got absolutely chaotically bombed, but on my 18th birthday, 
straight sober. Really? Mm-hmm. You should be 19 in BC too, don't you? Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. international waters or yeah, something like that. And when so you see mur- animals commit murder, right? You can pretty much do whatever you. you yeah. Want. Once you've done that, uh, it's basically free for all. Yeah, yeah. There were kids on other boats who were, you know, beer bonging and stuff Having after we saw it. Yeah. You celebrate when you see a, a pack of animals kill another. <laughs> yeah. It was actually impressive. It take it takes a long time. So we were out on the water one day, you know, doing our thing, and and the captain gets a call. Oh, we we found a, an attack going on. We got to come over here. And he's like, oh, yeah, beeline's over there. We zip over, no problem. We're watching this thing, and we watch it for like 30 minutes, like, and we're whoa. like, okay. Yeah. And then we left, and I was like, okay, that's it. They're going to do their business. That's fine. We went, and we had lunch, and went and did some stuff or whatever. And then he gets another call 30 minutes later. He's like, or like an hour or two later, he's like, yeah, it's it's about to happen. So we zip back and we watch the end of it too. Yeah. Oh boy! This thing went for like three hours because they use their tails. Yeah. To uh, do a lot of the damage. Right. Hmm. Intelligent animals. Um, did you say that's why they call them animals over <laughs> and over again? <laughs> yeah, I kept saying that there was three guys and like fifteen girls on this trip, and all of them were really unimpressed. Good numbers. Over and over. Trust me. It was very ratio aware. For you, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it's very like aware. Moscow. It was essentially okay, um, was definitely one of the selling points. Ratio. Yeah. Um all right. Shout uh, out to my Patrick? boy Chris for being like, dude, I have an inside track on something yeah, that you exactly. need to sign up for. <laughs> uh Patrick? Uh I, am I? I don't know where he went. He he got up and left. There, <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's an empty a, there's coffee. An empty, there's an empty chair here. I don't know where. I literally don't know where he went. <laughs> and a and a coffee crisp wrapper that is that has been completely abused. Okay, but he's got to play texty. I don't know if he left during the break. I don't know if he just left. I didn't even realize he was gone. He's not here. He's <laughs> he's oh there's an empty seat sitting across from me. So there's that. <laughs> Does it, can can you look if he has some texties ready? No, he doesn't. I can see his, I can see his Patrick! screen. Patrick, where are you? Okay. In the meantime, yeah. uh, you said your story wasn't as fun because you've already been there, done that. Do you have any recollection of you turning legal? No, I don't. Um, because when I turned legal, I I just remember my billets taking me for my drink, my 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 drink at Boston Pizza, in the lounge, and. Uh, <laughs> And Ooh, that was pretty. I love. Did you, <laughs> yeah. get, did you get a fishbowl? <laughs> no, I got a beer, like a normal human being. <laughs> did you get a martini? Did you get a specialty <laughs> yeah, yeah. martini? Yeah. I'll take your finest bottle of wine, <laughs> sir. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, and then you know, just obviously being able to enjoy cowboys on Penny Lane. That was a that was a riot. That was an absolute riot. I've heard. And uh, it was right over here, actually, uh, where I'm pointing. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a that was a lot of fun. George, I've discovered, I believe, 12 texties on uh, Pat's computer here. Uh, can we start playing them? Sure. Yeah, I guess we can. I don't All know right, what they're called. Go. They're not titled anything, but yeah, we can send it. Sure. Let's, All right. Let's let's first do it. one here. Tyler from Lethbridge. I went to the top hat. Checked out some... <laughs> couldn't believe my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what the sensor was, but... I, you know, um, do your best. Fill in the blanks. I've, uh, I think we all I've seen, can I've imply. seen the text. I'm, the only word I'm going to give in that. You don't have to do words. it. You don't have to do it. You really shouldn't. I don't think Let's you should. Let's leave that up to Kron. It's 845 Kron, do I have to do morning? it or no? I, no, you don't have to do it. Okay. Yeah. One of those words was meat. But anyway, we're going to continue. Bought a pack of darts. Went straight to the peelers. Yeah. What else are you supposed to do? 
You didn't even smoke them either. You just bought them. Yeah. <laughs> Gave them to someone in the casino. Yeah, exactly. Someone who actually smoked yeah. them knew what they were yeah. doing you know with what? the damn things. I, I, growing up in a small town, I bought a pack of darts for my buddies when I was older, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I got a phone call Wait, from my people mom. people smoke in small towns? <laughs> oh, yes, they do. It's like Europe. You're painfully unaware. <laughs> I had my first dart when I was six in my buddy's machine shed. Hell yeah. Uh, um, it wasn't delicious. No, but, are you but, but, kidding me? The yeah. first one never is. Not, sorry, sixth grade, it's not a, six. 12 years old. Six. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you were six. I'm like, that's child abuse. <laughs> yeah. My dad said, hold this for a while. What, did while you I'm grow up in a camp? <laughs> like an internment camp? No. Sorry, when I was 12, in sixth grade is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Were you in jail at six? <laughs> I escaped. Um, but uh, when I go, I bought, the, I, bought the, I bought the heaters for my buddies. And my aunt called my mom and said, Brent's smoking. And I'm like, I'm not smoking. I'm giving them to the, to the underage is what I'm doing. I'm helping, I'm helping people out. <laughs> Guess who's back? Right. Hey. Hey, I Patrick. Know I didn't know you're getting to these so quickly. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, I was asking you about your, uh, your, the time you turned. <laughs> hey, nobody here. Oh, my time? I uh, just went to a bar. <laughs> nothing crazy. Okay. Didn't do nothing right. stupid. Okay. Uh... GVP yeah. was probably on a bus somewhere, right? GVP. I can't even remember. Oh, there you go. It was a good time then. No, I don't. I don't think I. I did anything like oh. that. I just can't remember my 18th rank. Okay. All right. I think it was pretty boring. Did okay. they? Uh, did they play Venga Boys? We like to party on the bus at all. I, I'm a, I'm an April kid, so we're we're playing hockey season. We're we're off the bus by then. Oh, sorry. I was talking about party bus, not hockey oh. bus. Ah. Okay. 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 All right. Keep them rolling. I think I've played. What have we played? Two. Two. Definitely yes. the top two. Okay. Wedley in Bridalwood. When I turned legal age, my then co-workers took me to Ranchman's. One problem, I was dressed in bar star clothes with a Fred Durst-style Yankees red hat, not realizing how country of a bar it was. Mm-hmm. Fun times. <laughs> Why is Fred Durst here? <laughs> you definitely would hey, not belong hey, in Ranchman's. Hey, do you just do you it had... for the nookie? <laughs> oh. yeah. The nookie! <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep them rolling. Quality music. John from Chestermere. The day I turned legal, we went to Peepers South on McLeod Trail. We spent the whole afternoon there, got plastered, then went next door to Frank's and Johnny's to watch a band, but soon realized the Peelers were more fun to watch and spent the rest of the night there. <laughs> well done. Really? Yeah. Turn, turn that bird around yeah, and went right, yeah, back, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right back. I'll yeah, turn right this bus around. <laughs> yeah. I know I know how, how long. It, like, hey, this band's pretty cool, but you know what we should do again? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Right. I'm in. Yeah. You know what? I actually had music when I was 17. You know what I didn't have when I was at 17? What? Yeah, let's go back to that other thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's go see it. You mean I just have to drink a drink and I can see all this stuff? Yeah, wow. Awesome. All right, keep it rolling. Back alley on a Wednesday school night for ladies night. School the next day was rough. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's all he needs to say, really. The back alley was a yep. good spot. Yep. It's back. Is it? The back alley is back. It's back? Yeah. It had another mm. name for a while. Uh, Marquee. <laughs> Marquee. Yeah. I used to oh, go there all the time. Oh, I thought yeah. the nickname, no. too, for it. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it went by a different alias for a while, too, didn't yeah. it? Oh, okay. <laughs> it still does from time to time. Yeah. Boy, do I know that smoke pit like the back of my hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More, Patrick. LJ, a new club was opening in Vancouver the same night as my birthday. Me and my buddy went. Halfway through the night, he says, hey, is that your dad? There was dad and the owner of the club surrounded by five or six young women. I sent drinks over. A couple of minutes later, the waitress shows up with two trays of beer. 
saying I don't know who you guys are but the booze is free. Shut me up. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey, Dad, what about Mom? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Does Mom know? <laughs> Completely ignores him at the bar. Get yeah, lost. Get this yeah. kid like, out of here. Dad, I, respect... <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Dad, I respect that you're a wheel, but, <laughs> yes. but what about Mom? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wheels. <laughs> Love it. Been heading to Costco. Oh, hi there. For my 18th birthday I went to the Drake in Kenmore. Ooh. It was the only place I knew my friends could all get in with fake IDs. We all got kicked out by the end of the night and one of my friend's cars got stolen and was found the next day crashed on the side of the highway. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! You know what? It's a damn good story, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Alright. Tanner in Coldale. On my 18th birthday I left school at noon and went to the local watering hole. I drank there until my 8 o'clock hockey practice where I showed up gunned and almost <laughs> oh, no. got kicked off the team. <laughs> hmm. doing that. You... <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Well, it depends. Some guys could do it pretty good. They can hide. Yeah. But, you have to, uh, but you have to know what you're doing. The first time you do it, it's, uh, it's a bit of a rough goal. Mm. Yeah, there's a bit of a slippery slope there. I would yeah. probably recommend an ODR first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I had too many whiskeys and yeah. went to play hockey. Yeah. Boy, quick trip to the locker room, I'll tell you that much. Read the room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. yeah. I was How many good ones do you have uh, left, Patrick? Back got checking. four. Okay, first. good ones? <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. Frank in Chaparral went to a local bar that I had been to several times before with a fake ID. The servers had a few questions, but I was already severely intoxicated. I love it. Going to the same bar that you've been going to yeah. for like the previous two years. Like, yeah, I'm 18 now. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Wait, I thought your name was Steve. <laughs> yeah. Steve O, what's going on? No, it's, hey, it's Greg. Leave me alone. Yeah. Greg. <laughs> yeah. I won't be coming here anymore. You guys are embarrassing me. Okay. More. Yeah. Stefan from Calgary. On my 18th birthday. I went to Shanks in Crowfoot and watched the Flames get eliminated in Game 7 by the San Jose Shark in, yes, the first round. All was not lost, I made it home and proceeded to vomit my Jagger bomb into a fish tank, Ooh. thankfully empty. Mom was proud. Oh, <laughs> a fish tank? Why was it empty? Ugh. Why do you have an empty fish tank set up? Yeah. It's sad. It is sad. Yeah. Because fish used to live there, right? and now they no longer live <laughs> right. there. They no longer live there. It's a safe assumption. Yeah. Do you know that you're supposed to, because my buddy was buying a fish tank for his daughter, and like, you know you're supposed to, the water is supposed to sit there for like weeks before it's ready for the fish? It's supposed to cycle. Yeah. You're literally yeah. talking to like our marine biologist yeah. over here. So yeah, he the guy knows fish. A little, <laughs> okay, little, do you know. You know, I got 200 gallon aquarium in my basement, George, just saying. So you know, yeah, he's, told, really? he's if, told you if, about that before. If you have any fish questions, you, uh, you come ask me. I didn't know you had a 200 gallon aquarium. Marine. Yep. Okay. Do you put like different types of fish who might attack each other, and then no. the one fish gets the whole big aquarium to itself because he's the champion? I'm not a psycho. You need a mantis okay. shrimp. No, they'll kill a fish. In they too. will. Yeah, they, they got to be housed solitary. Some confinement. fish they can handle, yeah. but I know like they will dominate. No, they'll, okay. Yeah, they'll mow your grass. You yeah. get out there, and they'll all be yeah. just they'll be toast. Oh yeah, yeah. right on. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> one of the, one of the fish actually, shockingly enough, you might like this. It's called cobra. Oh, look at that. Yep. Kind of <laughs> he looks like Dylan Brooks. All right. <laughs> One more. One more. 
Sarah in Airdrie, I fell in love with an exotic dancer. Of course. You gotta. Who That's has it? That's it. Simple. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> she told Who me has she it? loved me. <laughs> yeah. Who has Like it? my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, I, I will give you a green card to Canada. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yes. How much do you have in your checking account right now? <laughs> I'd like that all, please, right now, and then we can hang out. <laughs> That's all it will take? Oh, sure. Wow. <laughs> yes. Good thing I work in radio and I'm broke. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. Great job. Uh, Kron, you ready to participate? Thanks for everyone. Apologies. like The text line just blown up. We can't get to all of them, but we thank you. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of good stories here and a lot we can't even get to because uh, they're a little offside. But it's good. Like this one. Uh, my friend took me to watch some dancers. Unexpectedly caught my other buddy's underage sister was a headliner. Oh, Brad in Calgary. Yeah. When you go to those places, having I, overdraft I protection say, is not good. Brad, she did work her way up quickly if she's already a headliner. <laughs> like, Jeez professional yeah that's a it's an awkward one okay uh lock of the day you ready cron do you have a lock of the day too yeah i do do you want to read the tag or do you want me to do it uh you know what i'm gonna read the tag you know okay. you, you just take take a lap there for a second i'll, I'll grab this one <laughs> the lock of the day brought to you by metal supermarkets calgary offering a large variety of metal types and shapes cut to any size and ready fast metal supermarkets calgary the convenience store for metal located on 50th avenue southeast Okay, uh, I'm going some Serie A soccer this afternoon, Kron. Okay. It's 11 a.m. kickoff. I am going to take Torino against Lecce. <laughs> I'm taking Torino to win at home. Wow. Who wouldn't? Lock it in. Torino. Lecce. I love a good dolce de leche. <laughs> a nice little caramel <laughs> topping on my dessert. Oh, so good, George. So tasty. That's what I'm taking. What are you taking, Rose? Well, I might be just uh, tippy-toeing here until I can find a line that I actually like. Uh, let me see here. One hockey game today. Great scheduling by the NHL. <laughs> they yeah, totally I nailed know, this right? one. Yeah, great work by all great involved. Great scheduling. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go a little bit of a shot parlay. Got a little something that you might like here, fam. How about a little Andre Svechnikov over two and a half shots, coupled with a Brent Burns over two and a half shots? Both Ooh. heavy favorites gets you right in a nice little spot there. Okay, Patrick. Uh, we're going to the championship. Southampton taking on West Brom. I like Southampton to win, but both teams to score. Ooh, BTS. BTTS. Let's go. Okay. My turn. GBP. Uh, I'm going to do uh, some fights here. UFC 298, yes. Volkanovski versus El Matador. Uh, plus, <laughs> that was what? terrible. El Matador. <laughs> Is that because you can't pronounce his actual name? Yeah. Ilya Tapuria. Oh. 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 oh, in your face. Oh. He baited you with that one. How eh? much? Oh. Yeah. oh, my foot's so big. Let me fit into my mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. To hell? Dude. Anyway, it's plus money for this fight to go to the distance. That's going to be my lock of the day. Main event goes <laughs> right. the distance. Hey, Kron, you know we're the home of the UFC sports net? I was, I was unaware. Now I know. I love that. It's great. You can make my What's your lock of the day, Mr. Brent Kron? Well, I'm going to the Calgary Canucks game tonight. <laughs> oh, little AJ, chill. And, How about uh, it? And they're playing the Drumheller Dragons. Calgary Canucks are okay. two points behind with a game in hand. They're fourth in the AJ standings. Drumheller's third. Okay. Calgary has got the motivation tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. To win that game. That's yeah. my lock. Calgary Canucks are winning tonight, baby. Oh, on the money. Okay. 
can Love I it. can I bet on the AJ? I don't think you can. <laughs> <Don't> think <laughs> um, do you know? Do you know that Drumheller is the drag and the dragon, the yeah. dinosaur capital of the world? I know my my son has a has an annual membership there, and we do yeah. Royal Thorell. Yeah. As, as someone with kids who lives in Alberta, yeah. did you have any idea? <laughs> yeah, blown away actually, yeah. completely. Right? I was like, did wow, you know this is in my uh, backyard. <laughs> um, the home of Dustin Wolf, Gilroy, California, is the garlic capital of the world. Thanks, no, Kelly. He said that last night. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's true. It's, it's insane. Garlic. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know who doesn't live in Gilroy, California? Vampires. No oh, way. Wow. I'd stay away from that. Jacques Martin would not have home there. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three, four losses in a row. All right. That's uh, mercifully, that's it for us. We're not here Monday. We're off. It's a holiday. That's fun. Mm -hmm. I'm going to the Jets game. I'm going to the Jets game Monday. Yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Patrick wanted to go. You should bring him with you. Up against the glass. What are you doing? No, I'm upstairs. Mm -hmm. Up top. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcatcher. Again, big thanks to our friends at All Kind Door Services for sponsoring the Cobra, the Big Show Flames Analyst, the Solution Snake, Mr. Brankron. As we like to do on Fridays, and we'll talk to you Tuesday, uh, we will say goodbye to you for this week with Plays of the Week. Enjoy. Have a terrific long weekend. Bye. Bye. This is the best of the worst of the Big Show with Russick and Rose. He's just rapping over a beat there. Yeah. yeah just great atmosphere in there. Wow. Unbelievable stuff. What what would be Derek Wills' D, uh, rapper name? DJ DW? Lil Willsy? Lil Willsy. Lil Willsy? Well done. Holds it, holds it, holds it, and then fires it. Score, 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 scores! There was the very large individual rolling down the hill with his tarp off and then getting his titties all slapped around by some stranger. Pow. Right in the kisser. <sighs> yeah. I like that. Sure is. Damn right. Baby. Can't wait. I can feel your heat. Uh, I love the text line, by the way, calling me a Leafs homer. Like, it's just go. Leafs go. Go. Leafs go. I love the Leafs. Uh, 15 years ago, this matchup would have been appointment viewing. You know what, Kron? That was terrific. Yeah, I can do it all. That was better than a front class bra. Someone's already here. I don't know. I can feel your heat. 650 people watched the alleged moon landing, and 123.4 million people watched Super Bowl 58. Global audience. Yeah, that's humongous. No, it was just in the States. They don't have 650 million people. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, actually, that's a good point. <laughs> it's got to be more than that. <laughs> that's a great point. I think that may be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They have guys in the dugout. I have no idea what they do. Like, seriously, man. What the heck are you doing? The Detroit Red Wings were visiting the Edmonton Oilers last night as they returned home following their losses to the Los Angeles Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights. Connor McDavid was on a milestone watch. How did it go, Matty? <laughs> I had 41 cores like. Welcome to America. I mean, you guys are Canadian. You guys have been doing that since you were 10. Why does this feel bigger in my hand? Why is it so fast? Hey, yo. Out to Toronto, we have the crybaby Maple Leafs oh. taking on the St. Louis Blue. <laughs> Blues coming off 7-2 victory on Sunday in Montreal. Mm. Toronto without... Morgan Riley, mm. John Tavares, mm. 
and Mitch Marner. Yeah. You have to be the worst hockey player I've ever seen. The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose. Weekdays when you wake up. I can feel your heat.